out. Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Jesus is the real star. I'm just as hype. Come on. In your face section with Pete Cabrera Jr. Oh, Jesus, baby. Yeah. Hey, guys. My name is Pete Cabrera Jr. with Royal Family International University and School of Identity and Lifestyle. And you are listening to the All Jesus Podcast. And tonight, we're going to be hitting the subject. Do not suffer for your sake. Suffer for Christ's sake. What does that even mean? That means that sometimes we suffer the wrong way. We usually suffer for things we shouldn't be suffering for instead of suffering for the things we need to be suffering for. And so today we're going to be talking about why do we even need to suffer and why do we have this amazing gift, which is called the fruit of the spirit, which is long suffering. Yeah, that's one. That's I want that one. I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I don't want it either. But you know what? We got to have it. Got it. We got to have it. So I'm just going to read this real quick. We're going to have at it. Suffering. How does one learn to suffer in Christ and maintain a positive attitude? We usually suffer for our sake. Very rarely do we suffer for Christ's sake. Let me explain. Suffering for your sake means you suffer because you aren't getting what you want out of the situation or person or circumstance. Suffering for Christ's sake means you suffer so Christ gets the glory in every situation and outcome at all costs. At the cost of your feelings, at the cost of carnality, at the cost of pride and emotions and all the other stuff that you're wrestling with. We sacrifice all the time. We sacrifice all all the time when it comes to that's a crazy thing man Man, i'm telling you we sacrifice all that stands in the way of who christ is for us and in doing so we suffer and that's the issue we learn obedience through suffering we learn who christ is for us in every situation good or bad yeah that's the part we don't like let's not forget obedience is a choice we should find happiness in that happiness is also a choice we get to choose whether we are happy or whether we are sad in the midst of suffering that's up to us right circumstances out of our control cannot change the state of being we've committed to in the Christ. No matter what happens, we choose to be happy. Happiness is a feeling or an emotion. Is that what they say? Maybe, maybe happiness is a choice. You ever thought about that? It's crazy, right? It's crazy. So maybe give us some thought. Happiness is a feeling or emotion we experience after we have received something that we believe has benefited us gratification and emotional reward that re- that we receive for getting something good out of a circumstance or situation you ever thought about that basically something happens to us that feels good yet good is not a feeling it's a person god is good what if feeling good is really feeling god that's just a crazy thought right it means this what if in the midst of your circumstances you choose to feel god regardless of what you're going through right Luke 18, 19, why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God. Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So how does one feel good about a bad situation? Mm. We must come to understand that God is working working it all out in our favor, which means that stuff might happen to you that you might not want happen to you. But it's happening for a reason, and you can find the good in that, right? What if training in the mindset, what if training in that mindset is about um, receiving everything as a challenge, receiving everything as a a test? Maybe, Maybe you're being tested. Maybe you're being put through certain things. So how does one feel good about bad situations if you don't even know what's happening? What if you're just like, 
at the mercy of your feelings, right? Mm. What if we train in the mindset that everything that happens to us, good or bad, is presenting to us an opportunity for us to grow? So then the question is, how can I benefit from this circumstance and how should I respond in the midst of my suffering to ensure growth and not stagnation in my walk with Christ? So then when something that we perceive as bad begins to happen to us, we get to find out who the Christ is for us in every circumstance. Most people I know will look for fault in everything that happens to them, especially in relationships. When we look at fault at our mates instead of what's good and what should be basically what should we, we could be focusing on, we only find the bad in everything, right? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So when we try to be happy, our Father helps us. So let's make up our mind to be happy. Count it all joy. So the question is, tonight, with Pastor Will and myself, is in the midst of suffering, how in the heck, how in the heck can we be happy about stuff that happens to us? Like, how do we do it? Right? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, man. It's not easy, that's for sure. Oh, man. It's not easy. But it's worth it for real. Sweet Jesus, man. And I got some scriptures that we're going to talk about tonight. But realistically, man, you know, I was always taught, you know, the reason the enemy's attacking you is because if he wasn't attacking you, you really wouldn't be doing much. And that that's, and I'm like, but sometimes I'm attacking myself, Come man. Come on now. now sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm sitting there having these thoughts in my head. You know, like, for instance, let's say I want to get something done around the house and I'm not seeing it get done with my kids or whatever. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know better than that. Right. And then I start addressing it from this negative perspective. And then it just starts to grow, man. And then you see the trash can and you look over there and then you see stuff on the floor and you got all this. And this thing starts growing, man. And then you start taking it out on people. And how do you handle that stuff, especially in ministry, bro? Come yeah, on, man. Man, come on. You, you did did you want to address now. any of that, man? You're talking now. I mean, I could testify to it daily, Sheesh. you know. You can you can expect someone else to do it. You can just do it yourself, you know. Reality of Christ is he was the example of what it took to suffer, you know. And so a lot of times the suffering that we're dealing with is all because of our thoughts. They ain't right. You know, we're looking to gain, but Christ says for whoever loses his life for my sake, he shall find it, you know. And so we're always looking to find things, but Christ has already given us, given them to us. So um, it's just tough, man. It's tough. This is a very sensitive, um, in, in this place, man, it's, it's to find out that you're truly suffering for the Lord and yourself. You got to be willing to step into God in the midst of what you're going through and allow him to speak to you. So not speak you out of it or speak you into something else, but simply just coming to the Father and saying, hey, Lord, you know, what are you doing in this? Not what I'm looking to get out of it, not what I'm looking to get others out of it or to do, but simply asking the Lord, what are you working on in this? So, Yeah, that's interesting, man. That's right. I'm just looking at my screen here while nah, I'm talking. you good, you good. But, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go through some scriptures, man, and maybe we can explain what is actually happening, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to read a scripture. First Peter three fourteen, mm-hmm. right? It says, but, and if you suffer for righteousness sake, happy are you and be not afraid of the terror, neither be troubled. Okay. That sounds real easy, man. Like you're looking at this on a piece of paper and you're like, yeah, okay. Um, but if I suffer for righteousness sake, so how do you, okay. When it says suffering for righteousness sake, right? When it says suffering for righteousness sake, what does that mean? For, 
for setting the example of Christ among others who, who aren't. Sometimes our light is radiating, you know, and and others believe they're walking in the Christ. And when God exalts us to another level, you know, um, being made in his image, you know, people sometimes they'll ridicule you. Sometimes they'll come against you, man. Sometimes they'll keep you. Have you ever gotten saved before you wanted to share Christ with everybody else and they just couldn't comprehend, you know, uh, what that change was in you, you know, you, you had an encounter with God, you started believing in God in his ways in his life, you started making changes. And those that you love, those that you wanted to get saved, they just didn't understand it. And so you, you felt like you were being persecuted. Um, that's an example I, I, I choose to share tonight, you know? Well, well, bro, like for me, right? Like that's outwardly. But for me, when I read First Peter three fourteen, I'm gonna read it again. Mm -hmm. But if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are you, and be not afraid of the terror, neither be troubled. Like when I read this, I I, I suffer all the time, man, to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like just yeah. for me, yeah. I'm not even talking about people that are watching. Mm -hmm. I'm not even talking about from my wife and my kids. I'm just talking about like you know, I get up in the morning and I'm like, man, I don't I don't really want to pray right now. Mm -hmm. I want to lay here, <laughs> right? Like I don't want to get up, right? Or you know what? I don't I don't want to read right now. Like I'm like, am I gonna do this again? Like yeah. I'm just gonna like, so this is Christianity. I'm just gonna be in my Bible the rest of my life and read this over and over and over. Yes. Right? And so you have this thing, you start suffering, man. And then your friends come over, right? And they're like, hey, you wanna go fishing? And and you're like, oh yeah, I got some commitments, man, that I gotta do. I got some things I gotta get done. And and so I'm trying to do the right thing, right? I'm trying to always do the right thing. So how do you know the line between doing the right thing for Christ and then you just being too hard on yourself or condemning yourself because, you know, you're trying to be the best you can be, but at the same time, you got these struggles, right? And you got these thoughts in your head and 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 it just feels like you're not good enough. But even though um, you, you may feel like you're not good enough, you're just doing your best. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all. Like now, I'm talking out of a pastor's head right now, you know. Yeah, we we, you know, it, 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 we're called to sacrifice, man. That's that's hard. Being a pastor, being a leader, you, you got to be open to, you know, you got to hold yourself accountable. So it's really hard. You can't do the things you once did. So, and and like okay, like for instance, I give an example. So, do you remember when Jay Meezy was here? Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> Jay Meezy, man, we're we're carrying him out of the house. Right, I'm just look. I know, man. Come on. <laughs> no, don't bring that up. Bro. I know, but I'm just talking about me, though. No, I got you. right, like got me, you. right, like me myself. Like, how could I be a better example around all the situation that had happened? Uh huh. Right. <laughs> like how? Like I was trying to do the right thing, right? But it's just the the funny part of me. Right. The the joking around part of me, the part that wants to joke and laugh and and like like I'm biting my tongue. Right. Because I, I want to say something because I want to be funny. And and how do you know, like I'm I'm suffering, man. Yeah, <laughs> Like I'm suffering because I'm like, when uh, am I ever going to get this opportunity to say this? Like this is going to be so funny. Right. Yeah. And so even in that, man, you know, and. You know, I think about stuff like that. Like, I, you know, I lay in bed and I'm thinking, man, I could have did that a little bit better. Oh, I could have handled that a little bit better. And so, you know, and so that's that's the way that I suffer in certain areas, man, because I like to joke around. I like to, to go out with my wife, have a good time. But then at the same time, I'm remembering that, you know, people are watching me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you know, and that I'm, I have to be an example to everybody else, you know, and that's hard for me sometimes, you know, because I want, you know, to have a good time with my life. I want to have fun. And so how do you know where the line's at, right? Because then you get around certain people and they're, they could be judgmental. They could be super religious, you know, and you don't know where the line's at. You're like, are they going to say something? How am I gonna? And so you want to do the right thing all the time. But then I asked the Lord, like, you know, check my heart and stuff like that. So it's like, it's a, and I don't know, maybe you guys understand what I'm saying. You know, maybe, I don't know. But anyways, that's kind of where I'm at on that. <laughs> That's a, that's a th- there's a thin line between love and hate. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, if if that line is being drawn by everybody else, you know you're never going to get the line right. Yeah, you man. You know, it all depends on your consistency with Christ too. So, yeah, man. You know, that's really what it's about. But man, that's that's a tough call, man. I know. I know, man. So, let me hit another scripture real quick. Yeah. Right? So, 1 Peter 4, chapter 1 through 2. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, Arm yourself also with the same attitude. Okay, we got to talk about attitude, bro. Because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. And as a result, they do not live in the rest of their earthly lives for the evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. And so in this 1 Peter chapter 4, 1 and 2, it's talking about arming yourself with the same attitude. So that means that an attitude can be a weapon. If you're arming yourself, yes, right? And it says here that he was suffering in his body. So does that mean that when things were happening to him, he had to arm himself, which means I'm going to have a certain attitude about what's happening to me, even though I'm suffering in my body, even though things are happening to me, even though, you know, like, man, he was going to the cross and and they struck him. And he said, for what, for why do you strike me? Right? Like, why did, why did you hit me? For what offense do you hit me? And so he's asking a question, but at the same time, like, I don't think that would have been me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, if yeah. you'd have struck me, man, you try know. Jesus. Uh, don't try me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I'm just talking about Jesus getting slapped. Bro, I'm not even talking about a dirty look at Walmart. Mm, mm. You know, I'm not even talking about. You know, standing in line for a long time. I'm not even talking about like how hot it was downstairs making the coffee. And I'm like, man, I'm hot. Mm. You know, like I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about, you know, things that pertain to life and godliness. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I teach identity. So the Christ in you is always trying to nudge you into that place, always trying to bring you into that place. And so, you know, tonight, guys, we're talking about suffering for our sake versus suffering for Christ's sake. And we suffer a lot because we're not getting what we want. We're suffering a lot because we're mad or we're upset or maybe the turnout wasn't what we wanted or maybe we didn't get what we needed. And so how can we turn that suffering, you know, because the scripture says you suffer for Christ's sake, you know, and sometimes you could suffer your whole walk and you never did it for Christ once. You did it because, you know, you didn't get the honor. You didn't get you know, the raise, you didn't get the amens, you didn't get the call, you know, you didn't get the, you know, like, what do you do with that? Like, as a pastor, bro, like, my Lord. You just got to understand that suffering produces, you know, character, man. 
You know, God's building your character in those, in those circumstances. Who you doing it for? You know, that's really, you know, if you're looking for the amen, if you're looking for the yeah. the, the the following, if you're looking, who are you doing it for? You know, and it's those circumstances that shows you. It don't show other people, it shows you. You know, that's crazy because I, I actually just read that online uh, media, just media like TikTok and all this stuff, that people who do it for the approval of people and they don't get the likes and the thumbs up, it causes <laughs> mental illness. It causes mental illness because they're doing it to receive something, right? And which means they're losing themselves in everything except the Christ. So they're getting, so they're not even being themselves online, right? Like they're doing certain things and acting a certain way. They're creating content that ain't even real. Like they're walking around with microphones and they're just doing stuff to get the the likes. No, I know ministers like that. I know men of God like that. They, you know, they put on conferences to get the amens, right? They put on the the shows, they get the lights and, and man, I came out of that, bro. And you could lose your mind in that. And actually find your identity in something Sheesh. else, too, that you think is Christ. <laughs> the the wrong type of glory. Man. <laughs> and you could suffer, man. You could suffer. And that's what I mean by suffering for your sake. Because you suffered because it's what you wanted. You suffered is because you did the work. You suffered because you expected. Right? And there has to be a shift in there. You know, so first Peter chapter four, one, two, I'm going to read it one more time. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourself also with the same attitude. I don't know if you know this or not, but attitude means everything Amen. in the kingdom of God. You know, go ahead, brother. Man, I, I think, you know, that would relate more to like what Paul was saying in Philippians three, you know, um, in verse 80 it says, yeah, doubtless or Give me a second here. Forgive me. Yeah. He says, verse seven, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. That's got to be an attitude. Yeah. You know, and then he goes on to say, yeah, doubtless. And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And and this is the key. I, I think it says, and I count them but dung. You know, can you count the things that you suffer of no value? You know, that's really where you gain that image at yeah. where, where God becomes pleased, you know, because it's faith that pleases God, you know. Now, this is Apostle Paul who was trained mm -hmm. under the best <laughs> rabbis who had every credential you could think of. Yes. Right. And he said all of it was dung. Yes. All, all of it. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, and that's, what? and that's a nice word yes. because that's not even the word it's saying in Greek. Mm -hmm. The word it's saying in Greek is a word we can't say. Yes. Yes. And that's the word he used. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's crazy because yeah. that's what shows you that you're found in him, you know, <laughs> that wow. you're found in him. So it's through that, that you get to know that you're found in him and not yeah. in yourself, you know? So yeah. who you're suffering for. And it's just amazing how the word reveals that to us. So, so how many people could look at everything that they've accomplished and said, it's all dumb. Not too many. <laughs> I think that's oh a, God. I think that's a lifelong thing. Oh there. my gosh. I like think I that's a lifelong thing. It's like Solomon, right? Was he like, he's like, it's uh, all vanity. <laughs> yeah. But he said that after he already had experienced yeah, I, everything. 
like mess me up. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, I mean, it's cool when you're coming out the other end of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he could say that because he'd experienced it all. Right? But for those who ain't experienced anything, you know, you, you can't say that. Mm-mm. Right? Now faith is, right? The substance, right? Hebrews 11, 1. Like, yes. like he understands what life's about now because he went through the ringer. It's a, it's a, it's a, oh my gosh. Yeah. Hey guys, if you wouldn't mind hitting the like and the share button on this, I'd appreciate it. We want to get as many people on here as possible. Um, so attitude, right? Hey, have, have you ever, have you ever had somebody around you that just had an attitude all the time? And, and you have to tell them like, Hey man, like what's going on? Like I got a friend of mine, bro. I always tell him, Hey man, fix your face. I always tell him that. Fix your face, man. Right? And he's like, what you mean? I'm like, bro, you know I'm a minister, bro. Like, you can't be around me looking all Eeyore and stuff. Yes, You got to yes. be smiling, come man. Now. Come on, Like, come now. on, I got the joy of the I Lord in the me, joy. bro. But then they look over here and they see you. Like, yeah. what's up? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> bro, we all suffering, man. You know, now you making me suffer more. Uh, you know? um. <laughs> but, hey, but sometimes... Like, you know, sometimes you have a bad day, man. I know people that tell you, hey, in the kingdom of God, you can't have a bad day. Uh, Yes, you can. (laughs) You can have a bad day, right? But you have to look at it the right way. So let's just say everything's falling apart because the Bible does tell us that storms are going to come. You talked about this Saturday night, right, at at the church. I I actually did a live on that. Um, You talked about the storms that come, how it destroys, you know, the foundation that you got. And, like, it's coming. And, And you said something, man. You said you're either... Uh, heading into a battle, coming out of a battle, or you're in a battle. And the reality is that, you know, not all battles are good ones, right? No. Some battles, they, they leave scars, man. Yes, yes. Some battles hurt. Some battles destroy. And I tell my wife and my friends this all the time that in a war, there's casualties, yes, man. Yes, there are. And sometimes... It could be your best friend. Sometimes it could be people you've been around with your whole life that don't understand what God is doing in your life. Amen. Man. Yes. You know? I deal with it a lot. Sheesh, man. Yeah, we ain't called just to have a normal life. In Christ, man, we're called to bring the kingdom, and that's not a kingdom we can see most of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, man. People don't understand. So. Yeah, man. So let's hit First uh, Peter 5.10. And the God of grace, of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know who he's talking about, but I had never suffered a little while. I suffered the, I, was, I guess I wasn't as smart as everybody else. Man. Right. Man. Will himself restore you and make you strong, <laughs> firm and steadfast. Let me read that again. First Peter five ten, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Mm. What, what does that mean to you, Pastor? What does it mean to me? Like, how would you explain Man. it? Like if somebody said, hey, you know, I read this, this, pas- this, this passage here. What, what does that mean? What, what does that mean to you? Well, first and foremost, you got to look at restore. You know, what, what does restore mean? You know, restore means yeah. bring back. You know, so these things are meant to break you down, but build him up in you, you know, and, you know, make make you strong in him. You know, greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world, you know. So sometimes these storms, these things that you're going through are meant to break you down. You know, Paul boasted in his weakness, 
you know, that the spirit of God will rest upon them. No, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their what? Strength. Um, have you ever been in a long storm, bro? I mean, like you said, you've, you yeah. suffer, suffer a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the armor show you, you know, <laughs> bro. I'm sorry. It's funny to me, man, because I am a suffering servant, man. <laughs> and, and you know, the, since the day I gave my life to Christ, it's been yeah. suffering, man. And I'm always, I was always that type of guy in the beginning of my life. How come I don't have the life like that, Christian? I go, I don't have the life like that. That person blessed, Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's like, because I ain't called you for that. I've called you. You an end time saint. You know, you, yeah. there's, there is suffering that the entire church is going to go through. You know yeah. what I mean? It's written. And yeah. we are being prepared for that now by getting in his word and all these things. And he makes us strong in that. So, so, so pastor, let me ask you something. Uh-huh. Let's say you go to a church that just teaches nothing but grace, but doesn't teach you how to have any type of backbone at all. Mm. And a storm hits you. Yeah. What happens? What do you mean? What happens to me? No. What do you think will happen to that person that, because look, I'll give you an example. Yeah, please. Right. Elaborate a little bit. Okay, look, let me get an example. You have to teach Christians to have some grit. Oh, yeah. Right? You got to teach them to have... Man, <laughs> man, I've gone... Look, hear me out, man. And I got to say this with all the respect Come I can now. muster, man. Come on. I've gone Come to some on. places, Be man. Be real. Be real. <laughs> look. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Look, man. Uh, I ain't trying to I've gone to some places, man, where, you know, uh, and I, nah, just, I, I just got to be real. I'm, I'm, I'm just cut a little different. So I've gone to places, man, where they, they asked me to come and speak, right? And I go to places where everybody is like, you know, so happy and so joyous in the things of the Lord. And anytime you say anything that remotely has to do with any type of suffering, they're just like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, just, you know, just let's just be in the joy of the Lord. And then they laugh all the time. But it's not a real laugh. Yeah. It's yeah. like a fake laugh. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. And, and I'm sitting here like, like, what are you doing? Like, I get it. I get what you're doing. I understand. But realistically like that doesn't help me if if i'm having an issue where someone just got ran over i can't ha 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 no, no. right or someone's easy. child is dying of cancer i can't ha 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 right i can't i can't pretend like this stuff don't hurt man mm -hmm. i can't pretend like i'm not feeling some kind of compassion yes right and there's some circles that you know, and I'm not attacking. I'm just being honest, right? Because I want to build people up in Christ. I want people to be strong. Because when that storm comes, man, you, like, you got to speak to the storm. You can't laugh at it. Yes. Amen. You can't laugh at the storm. You can't trick it off. You can't. This thing's coming to destroy you. Yes. And you have to take it serious at some point. And what's interesting is that half the storms that we deal with usually come through people who don't know who they are. Yes. And they're not holding any punches. They're not being polite. They're going to come at, they're going to go straight for the juggler, man. And they don't care if you laugh or not. They go, and if they can't destroy you, they're going to destroy your family, your friends. They're going to come at you with everything you got. And, and to be honest, man, I, I can't sit around and laugh it off and not get trained in the midst of that. Because if there's a difference between addressing and confronting something and just avoiding it. And I think sometimes as Christians, we avoid yes. the battle. Come on. Come right? On. 
Wow. And and this was me in the past. Like, if you guys watch my videos from 12 years ago, like, I used to be, like, drunk in the spirit and just be, like, one of these guys. And that's cool if they want to do that. But as you mature, you realize that ain't really helping anybody. That ain't helping me. But there was a season for that. There was a season. So don't misunderstand me. So I didn't get stuck in that season. I realized when I started watching people around me that started suffering that that wasn't helping them. And it wasn't helping them to become mature and growing. And we have to teach people to grow. So if you do that, don't take this with, some, with, take this with a grain of salt. This isn't no attack. I'm just saying that's for me. Because this is talking about suffering. You are going to suffer. The thing is we want to suffer the right way. And so how do you do it? Like how do you do it when, when you have people around you that they're so positive and, and it's not like they're avoiding the, the bull in the room, right? It's, okay, let's say, we're in, in, well, let's say we're in a china cabinet and there's a bull in there, right? And you know this bull at any time can destroy every piece of china that you have in there, right? And, and I'm talking about like, as, like in relationships, right? Like let's say that you're married to, to someone who's got a hanger problem, right? Or someone who, who just responds very carnally. You can't laugh at that. No. You know, like if you have a husband who's addicted to crack, you can't laugh at that. If you're a Christian and you came to the Lord and you have people around you who maybe you have a husband who beats the wife or someone who just is really cruel and mean and, and it really hurts down in your soul. Like, how do you grow in that? Like, how do you grow when you have, you know, the husband who doesn't pay attention to the wife and the wife feels like she's alone and she's suffering inside? Like, how do we allow Holy Spirit to teach us to grow in that, you know? Or, you know, or the husband who feels like he doesn't feel respected by his wife and so he feels he has to go get it somewhere else or he starts looking and, and it starts eating away at him because he doesn't know what to do, you know? So how do, how do we do that? Like, how do we grow in that, you know? Man, man. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's where commitment comes in, though, bro. You know, know. It's, 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 that's where you're showing the commitment you made, not so much. It's, those are hard things, man. Um, and it's really hard to even explain. That, that's something, you know, uh, there's no one right question for that. Yeah. You know, right, one, one right answer for that. But, I mean, how, what if you are the man that used to be angry? You know, yeah. And you ain't. What if you was the crackhead? You know what I mean, the crackhead. You know what I mean, <laughs> crackhead. You know what? Oh, that used to be me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. What if? What if you was that and you ain't it no more? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I can't talk about the woman. It's hard for me to understand a woman. You know who had to deal with my me and my past. You understand? Yeah. Um, but, but from my perspective, in regard to being the the angry man being the one that was, you know, on the dope and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I know it didn't help, uh, as a Christian, having a Christian, you know, spouse or something. If they, if, if I'm angry about some or this, they say, hallelujah. You know what I mean? In a, in an antagonizing way, you know what I mean? <laughs> Rather than, you know, and it's yeah. kind of like what you were talking about with the people that's always happy and showing joy and you going through something, you know, yeah. it's, it's it, I mean, are we doing it, you know, for real or yeah. are we just doing this because of something we've, we've, we've just developed a habit, you know, and, and this type of persona, you know? Yeah. So 
So I, 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 that's a hard question for me to answer. I, I can't really answer that one, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it, it's. It, I just believe that's that's a that's a place, man. That that Christ has to bring you through that part. Yeah. You know, there's no man that can lead you through that. Yeah. You know, so it, it just takes to have a real solid relationship with the Lord to get through those things. That's what it is, man. So. That's what it is. And Second Timothy three twelve. Mm-hmm. says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Come on now. <laughs> Man, I got a question. Okay, I got, I got a question. Hebrews 5, 8, there it is. Yeah. I got, I got a question, man. Like, this is, this is going okay, to be hard, right? Because I don't know where, where everybody's at on here, right? Okay, so everybody's going to be persecuted. Does this mean that every attack is of the enemy or can we also be attacked by carnal Christians who refuse to get into the spirit? Both. Okay. So here's the thing. So this persecution, could it be intentional persecutions because we're Christians or could they just be persecuting the Christ in us because we're not doing what Christ has called us to do. And therefore we feel persecuted. Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So like conviction, right? Yes. Yes. Like, let's say that, I refuse to walk out the Christ. Mm-hmm. Then the Christ in me is being persecuted. Yes. I am persecuting the Christ in me. Yes. Because I'm not allowing him to be who he is. Yes. So nine times out of 10, the persecution that we're receiving, we're receiving from ourselves because we refuse to suffer for Christ and we suffer because we're not getting what we want. That makes sense. Yes, it does. It makes a lot of sense, man. I think about that a lot, man, because I, you know, I know I should be doing certain things. Like, Jesus was persecuted enough. Why am I persecuting him? You You know, why can't he just be who he is through me? Why do I have to tell him to shut up? Why do I have to tell him to sit down? Why do I have to tell him we ain't going to do that? Like, that's crazy. You know, I think about that a lot, you know. Um, and when you're married, you know this better than anybody. Like, because you want the Jesus to love your wife, the Jesus in you, right? And so if you've been married for a while, you know, man, like this is this like when they say that marriage is represents, you know, the church, they ain't playing around. Like that's that's a real <laughs> deal. Right? Cause you were like, baby, if you're watching, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know, cause when I first got married, bro, like I was a crack addict, man, for 10 years. Katie, you know, she was an atheist. She, uh, you know, she was a meth addict. And, and, bro, it was rough. Man, people couldn't, my, my mom couldn't even be around us. Because we were fighting all the time. Like, we were fighting. And we didn't even know why we were fighting. We were just fighting. Because that was, we had a lot of fight in us. Mm-hmm. Right? Fighting the wrong fight. <laughs> that wasn't the good fight of faith. Yes, yes. That was the dumb fight. Mm. Right? Because... We don't even remember, like, we sat down and talked, like, do you even remember the stuff we used to fight about? She was like, no. <laughs> like, that's what I'm getting at. Like, we fought over the stupidest stuff, right? And now we fight for the right things. Mm. Now we're fighting for, hey, man, like, we got to do the right thing. Like, we got to fight for what God wants. And, you know, maybe I might not be on board all the time in certain areas, or she might not. And then that's where the persecution comes in. Because I'll say to her, you know, hey, man, like, you know what we need to be doing. And she'd be like... Well, man, I'm not like you. Or I'll say, well, you know, that's you. And, and so we got this back and forth going on. And that's why it's important to be on the same page. But at the same time, you know, if you get into an argument, you're going to suffer, man. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you will walk away and you might get into pride and be like, you know, I ain't going to say sorry. I ain't going to, you know, you get all carnal and stuff. Um, but it's the Christ in you that's trying to show you who he is. You know, and nine times out of ten, we don't ever let Jesus out, man. Yeah, that, you know? that, I mean, I've been married for several years and it doesn't matter what the argument's about, man. That separation, that lack of oneness with my wife, man, that's suffering in itself. You feel me? Yeah. Because I only want her to be one with me, you know, and, and when even when it's little minor things, you know, you don't feel you ever walk in the room, you know, and you just don't feel like that 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 connection is there spiritually, you know, and then a lot of the times it's just because one's after the flesh and the other one's after the spirit, you know, one one's after the things of God. Yeah. You know, so, so, I mean, that's suffering in itself, man. I, I thank God for the wife I have, man. She's, she's man, she's a real strong woman of God. She said to me yesterday, you know, we're going through a real bad storm right now. Wow. You know, and, and people don't know what we're going through right now. Um, in April, uh, my house caught on fire. We've been living in a hotel for three months, man. Yeah. I mean, it, contractors is doing us wrong. I mean, it's bad. And I'm a little frustrated with the situation, you know. And so my wife is seeing this frustration, you know. And normally she's always trying to say things to me to get me to feel better. You know, saying yeah. the things that should be said. But right now she's doing something she's never done before, man. And she came to me yesterday. She was like, you know, I remember what you taught me. And I said, what I'll teach you? Because the way I'm looking right now, <laughs> in this situation, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm teaching you totally wrong. I'm frustrated. You know, I'm upset. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not lashing out or something, but she can just see it in me. You know, uh, the, the, the the representation of Christ I'm supposed to bring. I just ain't focused on that right now yeah. because I'm focused on my family. I'm focused on my house, focused on my children, having a refuge, you know. Yeah. And so we was at church on Wednesday and it was before service and she can tell I was getting, trying to get ready for, you know, get the last part of my notes together. And she comes up to the altar, man. And, and she just says, you, you remember when you taught me this? And she said, one day you were preaching and you were like a man with the wife that a man needs is a wife that when he's walking and following Christ and serving the Lord, that she's not behind him coaching him, but she's behind him. That when he feels like turning back, she's the one being pushed, yeah, pushing him or turning him back, you know. Yeah. And so this this trial that I've been in in these last three months, you know, because this ain't a short trial, you know, this is a three month deal here, you yeah. know. Um, she's she's been that one to get my attitude right, you yeah. know, with the Lord again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man, yeah. you know. So she's like, look, you blessed. You blessed. You ain't even got a place to rest your head. You know, he making you like him. Yeah. <laughs> man. So all the years of teaching my wife, man, she had this opportunity, you know, not yeah. to throw it back at me, but to show me, man, this is what you taught me. And, you yeah. know, I love you. I want to show you, you know, that, yeah. look, I see you suffering and I'm suffering with you. You know, yeah. we're su we going to suffer this out together. And, and you know, that's that's wow. that's a good wife, you know. Yeah. And, you know, what's really sad is you guys could get really carnal. Mm -hmm. And when you get carnal, you suffer together, but you're suffering because you can't stand each other. Yes. 
right? And that's what's crazy because the storm can get so big that you forget to row together. Yes. And you start rowing against, against each other. Each and other. so you're going in a circle. Come on now. Come you know, on now. And, and I've seen that. You know, it's happened to me. It's happened to people that I know is that storm would get so loud that we forget that in the midst of the storm, God's trying to bring us together, yes. man. And when he can bring us together, then we can speak to the storm together. And so if you got one person, you know, <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this because hey, my, wi my wife, she, it's all good. <laughs> you seen the, did you see the clouds earlier? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this was funny because I was getting ready for the podcast, right? Getting things ready. <laughs> and Katie pulls over at a gas station She's like, man, I think there's a tornado out here. And yeah. I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, I think there's a tornado. And I'm like, where you at? She's like, at the gas station. And I said, how do you know there's a tornado? She says, it's because it's cloudy. And I said, do you hear any sirens? <laughs> and she said, no. I said, if you don't hear any sirens, you're good. Yes, yes. Hey, man, there's a teaching in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not everything's a storm. Mm. Come on now. Not everything's on now. that bad. No, it's not. We can right? make it worse. Right? We can make it worse. And I told Katie, just drive home. You're good. And I stood outside and I said, you're good. I'll stay on the phone with you. And she drove home. And the reason that she got scared is because, you know, years ago when, when we lived in Great Bend, she was driving back from Hoisington or, she, you know, she used to be a dental assistant. And uh, she got caught in a tornado, a rap tornado. Oh, wow. So her and her friends were in the car as this tornado just went by and it shook the car and everything. And it just put this fear of tornadoes in her. And, you know, every time she's by herself, she remembers that. And once again, that is the suffering that I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. And, you know, she's growing in that area. And it's like, hey, man, who are you? Who's the Christ in you in the midst of that storm? But this is a physical storm. Right. And so when I'm not there, I have to talk to her on the phone. I have to be that voice for her and be like, hey, it's going to be okay. You know, I'll be on the phone with you. Like, you're going to be all right and it's going to be okay. And so that's the part of like us focusing, right? Like she's focusing on the storm and I'm focusing on who the Christ is in her. And my thing is I'm just trying to get her home. You know, she got my children in the car. I'm trying to get you home. In the same way, Christ is just trying to get you home, man. Yes. He's just trying to get you on that, on on. that foundation, right? <laughs> you're talking about that foundation. That's it. Right? Did you did you want to talk about that foundation, man? The foundation, yeah, oh, man. Come on, no, man. man. What I mean, what is your foundation? That's the key, brother. You know, foundation is so much, man. I mean, knowing who he is, number one, uh, that's the ultimate foundation. You know, not just hearing his word, but what doing it. You know, sometimes, you know. In order to build, well, all the time, if you got to build the right foundation by being a hearer and a what? Yeah. Do it is what he said. I will liken this man who built his house upon a rock. And when the floods ascended, you know, the storms came, you know, it, it hit, it beat vehemently, you know, upon that house, but it stood. So these storms. Are What's the word he used? Vehement. That's like slamming, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's not. That's, that's like not, WWE. Yeah, that's not. the turnbuckle. That's it. That's <laughs> off the top rope, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so that's, you know, it's tough when these, these, ain't, these ain't no punk storms. You know what I mean? And so I, I always question. This is the one thing that I always question. You know, many of us who have come to Christ, you know, we from the street, right? Yeah, you know we did, we I call I call him Matthew the tax collectors. Yeah, you know Matthew was what he was a tax. He took somebody. I call Matthew the 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 common day dope dealer. 
you know, yeah. who who wasn't good enough. But when Christ called him, you know, he wouldn't even look up and said, you know, have mercy on me. Yeah. You know, and so how can we in this world, you know, living all out, suffering for ourselves, you know, suffering for our will, suffering for what we want. We don't care. You know, we'll get up. We'll, we'll stay out all night and get drunk and then go to work suffering. You know what I mean? <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll go out all night, you know what I mean? Hanging out with the homies, you know, messing up and come home to the wife at home and suffer, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but we're afraid to suffer Jesus. Oh, you, my you, God. You feel me? You know, you don't want to stay up all night in the world. You don't want to stay all, all up all night in prayer. Oh you know, you don't want to get up early. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to go out your way. You know, you want to go to the church down the block five minutes. You know what I mean? But, but you know that. 45 minutes away is, is where you need to be. Yeah. You know, the convenience doctrine, you, you feel me? Yeah. And, and I find so many people, they, 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 they live the hard life and yo, praise be to God to everybody out here for real. If, if you come from a life like me, I know Pete had a tough past too, you know, but what makes us think it's going to be easy now? I mean, who sold you the lie yeah. between the altar and the door? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because you're going to suffer more in the church, man. You're going to be persecuted more by people in the in the congregation, you know what I yeah. mean, than you are people in the street, you know. But that's where Christ needs to be more than anything. You know, that's what people don't understand. The Lord loves his church. You know, and we live in this world where we don't have to go to church. No, you don't have to go to church, but I'm not going to let nobody come up in my house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm yeah. made in the image of the Lord. You're going to let some people come up in your house and act a fool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. so, but, but why do we go through this tough life suffering for self? Right. And as soon as we come to church, man, and, and, and we feel like somebody looks at us wrong or, or talks bad about us or, you yeah. know, this, we want to lead a church or we want to say, forget Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on, man. What do you think God prepared us for all them years being in this world and just called us one day yeah. because he wants his church back. You know, he wants his people back. You know, he wants wow. his kingdom back, bro. <laughs> I was trained. Like I was trained to be a disciple. Come on because i did 10 years of eating out of trash cans come on now Look, <laughs> i did 10 there, years of sleeping on the curb <laughs> i did 10 years of being homeless Sorry, slurping. being on the streets i've been 10 years of fighting everybody in the mama come on come on man like yes. i got some thick skin yes and the minute i came to christ i got a dirty look and i couldn't handle it yeah okay. like come on come man on, man like come on <laughs> to god be the glory bro this ain't about us bro i used to walk <laughs> for hours trying to find crack come on now i had no money and i was trained on, how to, i was trained how to raise money now we get somewhere right. in this come on <laughs> i was training how to raise money hey man you got any change you got any money hey man Hey, I, I, you got any? I'm like, with you, bro. Boy, I go up to people. I didn't. I wasn't ashamed. Hey, man, I wasn't ashamed man, to ask for money. Man. I wasn't ashamed to like steal and lie and, and do whatever I needed to make sure that I got what I needed. Now we talk, right? Man. And now I'm in Christ, man. I'm afraid to speak up. Come on, man. I'm afraid to walk nah. up the street. Like, suffering come on. for righteousness' come sake. On, man. Here's the answer right here. You know, on, suffering bro. for his sake. Come on. You know the expectations, man. You should have. You, we worried about the expectations of other people. You should have better expectations of yourself, man. You man, know. I know guys. <laughs> man, I was just I was talking about this at the church, man. I know guys that will stare each other down and lose their lives. Come on now. There'll be a guy with a gun Come pointing on, it at man. him and he'd be like, I ain't afraid to die. Yeah. What you gonna like dying over 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 selfishness, Stupid, over pride. Man. And 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 it's like, dude, you're gonna lose your life over the stupidest things, but as a Christian, mm -hmm. you can't even stand up and be like, Hey man, like I don't think that's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, like, come on. Like, what? A brother's mad for adversity, like, bro. come on, bro. <laughs> like, you had a gun in your face, bro, yeah, and you didn't back man. down. And you got some guy over here talking about something that you know you shouldn't be standing for, and you gonna run? Hey, brother, why are you judging me? <laughs> you condemning me, bro. That's funny. Why are you condemning me, man? I ain't condemning <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm loving you, man. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth in love, man. You know, that's the thing. The church needs to come out. You know, they need to they need to be real, bro. The people yeah. of God, let's forget about the church, man. Just what is this all about? What are we here for? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, 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 we need the truth, man. We need the real gospel. The, the people, the the Jesus' disciples, man. Yeah. Let's just be real. What was their life like? Yeah, man. They went through a lot, bro. For what? And you know what? Jesus taught them how to suffer even when he was with them. Come on. Come on, man. That's the thing. We we looking for this. We looking for this way out. You know, we we talk about that thief on the cross. You know, who said, you know, we want to be that thief on the cross that in the last day of our life, you know, hey Lord, remember me. Yeah. You know what is God gonna remember you for though? Yeah. Is that I I, I don't know about you. I want to hear well done what, yeah. good and faithful. You know, I want to show God I was full of a faith that pleased Him. Yeah. And, and you know. I think many of us, you know, we have faith, and I don't know why I feel led to go this way. I, I hope it's okay. Yeah, with go you. ahead, man. You know, there's two types of faith, man. You know, there's a faith that pleases self, and there's a faith that pleases God. Yeah. You know, and, and I love how 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 you got that pepper, man. You know how you got yeah. pepper. You know, the yeah. old man wants to please itself, and it was living to please itself, and it wants to come into God's kingdom and and teach others how to what? Yeah. Please themselves. You know. Um, and, and I just say this because how you going to know you suffering for God? Um, I believe when you get to this place of living, you know, for without faith is what is impossible to please God. So I believe faith, real faith is a, is a, 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 well, it's a confidence assurance of what we hope for. Are you hoping to please God or you're hoping to be pleased yourself? You know, for Christ, he lived to please his father, you know. And so until we get to the point, you know, that we are living and we can say with that beyond a shadow of a doubt, man, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm living for the Lord. It don't matter what happens to me. It don't matter what I go through. I'm going to show God that I, that he's worthy and that I appreciate all that he did for me because it all goes back to the cross. You know, it all yeah. goes back to Jesus, man. It's not about us. It's about Jesus, man. Yeah. And we got to, we always got to remember, but that the finish ain't here. You know, yeah. the finish is with him eternally, yeah. you know? So this world is just a training ground, yeah. you know? And I thank God all the time that he gave me a monster truck. Come on that's now. me. Amen. I'm a monster you truck, use bro. The, use the ox. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I ain't get stuck in this mud. Come on now. I lived in the mud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't get stuck with this. Man, I know some Christians, bro, they throw rods all the time. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Like, I know Christians who throw rods all day long, bro. Yeah. They overheat. Yes. Come on now. They break down. Come on now. You talking. They run out of gas. You talking, man. Right? Come on, yeah, man. Those that wait like, upon the Lord come shall on, renew man. their strength. So I tell them, like, you know, and so what good is this power, bro, if we can't even, like, push through? Have you ever thought about that? Like, man. I teach people to walk in power, bro. And, and you know, and people tell me, hey, you know, I want to heal the sick. I want to raise the dead. I'm like, how about you just lift yourself up out of that funk? 
Man. How about you just get how about you just get, get out of that suffering? How about you just rise up right now? How about you use that power, man? You how about you allow that power to empower you, you know, to push through? How about how about you just stand there and just take it? Endure. Ugh. Endure. It sounds so easy, man, man. but when you get into an argument. <sighs> Come on now. You ain't always gotta have the last word. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, bro. Man. Like it sounds so easy, but it's not. No, it's not easy. Come on, man. To keep your mouth shut, bro. Man, man, come on now. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. Now you talking. Now you now you're talking right now. <laughs> Jesus was standing before Pilate, man. He didn't say anything. Mm-mm. And Pilate told him five times you would let him go. Yeah. Five times you wanted to let him go. Yeah. Yeah. And he even told him, like, who are you? Who are you? Like, it was, per, he was perplexed. Like, dude, like, don't you know that I have the power to release you? No, my father. Right? <laughs> Come on. Check this out. The power to release him. But he was never bound. Come on. That's what it's all about. Good word. Come on. He was never bound. Yes. How can he release him if he never had him? And you feel that. Yeah, he was made for Come it. Come on, man, He was Ghost. made for it. Come, Come on. on, man. You can't man. bind him. Man, that's can't a good word him, here, bro. Right? And so in the same way, like, how can I, you know, stand? And how can I, like, in the midst of the world that's coming against me, right? And the world that's coming against what I believe and coming against the Christ in me. Like, how can I stand in the midst of persecution, you know? And how can I grow? Because... The woe is me stuff, you're not going to grow. You know, the help me, rescue me stuff, that's not going to, I'm not going to grow in that. Because I tell people this all the time. You're the people you've been waiting for. There is no plan B. Ain't nobody going to show up. Mm -mm. Because if you're in the funk and you're in a hole and you in trouble, you're right where you need to be. All you need to do is manifest who the Christ is in you and you can get out. Yes, sir. You yes, know, sir. I was talking about this this morning. I had the meeting uh, with the guys in Malaysia. I was up at five in the morning doing the doing the school. Um, one of the guys asked me about as he walked through the valley of the shadow of death, mm. right? And I told him that you know the beautiful thing about that is that death is there. Yes. But why is there a shadow? Come on. It's because God's behind it. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. God's behind it. Yes. Yeah. Which means that even in the midst of the shadow of death, God's behind it. But here's the key. It's only, you're only in the shadow because you haven't recognized you're the light yet. Yes. And when you recognize you're the light, there's no more shadow. Yes. So God's behind you and he's behind death, but you're in front and the Christ in you is trying to be glorified. Is trying to manifest in the midst of death, trying to show you who you are in that valley. And if you understand who you are in that valley, God doesn't show up. The Christ in you manifests and it shines. Yes. Yes. And that's what it's all about in the kingdom of God. Teach people how to shine in the midst of their suffering. Teach people how to shine in the midst of what they're going through. And that's how God gets the glory. You know, it's how do you do it? It it ain't, you know, it ain't just about putting your head down and getting through it. It's about, like you said, manifesting the Christ, you know, in the situation. So I think many of us, you know, that's what we do. We just know how to get through it, you know, but we don't know how to manifest the Christ, which yeah. is the key. The key to everything right there. So all right, let me end the scripture. Colossians one twenty four. 
Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you. And I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his blood or of his body, which is the church. Let me read it one more time. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you. And I'm filled up in my flesh what is still lacking in regards to Christ's afflictions. I should read that in the King James, man. Yeah, because yeah, that sounds. I got the NIV because some of the stuff like, you know, I had a guy tell me the other day, you read the King James and it's like he's, he's from Asia. Right, so I'm like, all right, I'll put the NIV on here. But then I'm like, yeah, this don't this don't sound right. Mm -hmm. Right? Did you did you want to read it, bro? It's Colossians one twenty four. Pick it up real quick. Give me one second. I'll I'll pull it up. Yeah. Yeah. It says, whereof I Paul and made a minister who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for His body's sake which is the church. Man, that's deep, man. What does that say to you, man? It means it's out, Paul's, a, Paul's the leader of the church. You know, he's he's actually what he's going through ain't, ain't for him, it's for us. It's to be an example, number one. You know, um, it, what's it talk about? And filling up that which is behind of the afflictions. You know, he, so, so that kind of throws uh. me off a little bit. Where do you get out of that one? Filling up that is behind. Well, I know that he got whipped five times. <laughs> shipwrecked. He got shipwrecked. Stoned. Sticked, caned, arrested. <laughs> oh, like, man. Man. Man, I thought I had it bad. Come on now. I, 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 had, I had that scripture to share tonight. <laughs> Could you imagine? There's even a verse that says that you would have gave me your own eyes. Yes. Yeah, man. Which, and he had just been stoned. They stoned him to death, left him for dead. Pa got up, walked 15 miles yeah. and preached the gospel after they stoned him. And he said, you'd have gave me your own eyes if you could have. Imagine how his face must have looked for him to say that. Yeah. And still preaching. And still preaching, <laughs> still man. Preaching. You couldn't stone the preach out of him. You couldn't do. I mean, and, and here's what's crazy. Like, and here's what's crazy, right? Because we always talk about. You know, the woman who was caught in adultery, remember? We talk about the people who wanted to stone her. Mm -hmm. But we forget that Jesus is actually trying to also reach the ones who have stones in their hands. Yeah, he was trying to get both, man. Yeah, And that was Paul. Yeah, yeah. Paul was the one yeah. who held the coats as they stoned Stephen. Yes. yes right? Yes. And the whole time, Jesus is chasing him down. Think about that. Yeah, that's that's awesome, crazy man. to that's me. Awesome. So he's on both sides. He's like, hey, I'm for the woman. But I'm also for you guys that are holding the stones. Yeah. Like, I want to help both of you. And could you imagine, like, like I don't know, like, I don't know. This is just me. I think about this all the time. Have you ever, um, were so sold out, about, you were so convinced that you were right, mm. right? <laughs> you were so convinced. Well, you know, well. I mean, you were so convinced, like, no, I know, yes. I know, you know, you know, and, and. <laughs> Look, man. You getting somebody right now? Okay, look, look. You getting somebody? I, I was, I was in, I was in Emporia. At, I was at my brother, mother, brother-in-law's house in Opie, Kansas. Opie. Oh my gosh, the name of that town. Opie. Opie. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Opie. Like it looks like Opie. How it sounds? That's exactly uh -huh. how it looks. Uh -huh. So we were there, and my wife gave me her wedding ring, and she told me to put it away because she was going to go swimming, and I, I could have swore up and down. 
that she didn't give it to me. So we were getting in the car, and I said, because we were going home, I said, where's your wedding ring at? And she said, I gave it to you. And I was like, no, you didn't. You didn't give me your wedding ring. And she said, yes, I did. I said, no, you didn't. I started getting defensive. I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't give me your wedding ring. Like, come on. Like, you think I would have forgot that? I know how much I paid for that. Mm. Like, this is what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. And she's like, no, I gave it to you. And I said, no. Like, I, I, I could specifically remember where I was standing. You didn't give it to me. You didn't. So we were in the car, and I just swore up and down that she didn't give it to me. <laughs> and she says, you put it in your bag. Uh-oh. I said, no, I didn't. Oh. There it is. <laughs> hey, when you're wrong like that, you're going to hear it the whole the way whole home. Way home. Yep. Right? And I'm like, I'm going to suffer for Christ's yeah, sake. There it is. Just right? keep your mouth shut. And so, <laughs> and so, now imagine Paul. Mm. Paul killed a gang Man, of people. Come on now. He arrested a gang of people. And he could have swore up and down that he was doing what God called him to do. And then mm-hmm. Jesus showed up and knocked him off his horse. Come on now. The street name straight he had to go through. <laughs> <laughs> he had to get it straight way, you know. <sighs> yeah, man. He said he threw him in the dirt. Come on now. Threw him in the dirt. He fell in the dirt. Have you ever felt? Have you ever just felt in the dirt, man? Have you ever just fell in the dirt and you were just like you had you had dirt all over you and you're thinking, why am I in the dirt? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Humbling. How do you go from the horse to the dirt that fast? Right. (laughs) Sorry. And and, okay, you know you know what gets me about that story? He goes blind. And and I don't know if you guys understand this, but. For a Pharisee who's blind, that means that he's in sin. He can't, his whole career's over. Mm. No one's going to listen to him because that means he's in sin. He can never enter the synagogue. He can't work. He's going to beg the rest of his life because everybody's going to turn their back on Paul. Because if he's blind, it's from God. Yeah, he's cursed. Yeah. Right? So what does he do? And for three days, he's thinking... What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Where did I go wrong? I'm the guy that was stoning people because uh, they were in sin. Uh, I was the guy arresting people because they were not honoring God. Yeah. And here I am walking around blind as a bat mm-hmm. talking about I'm the most righteous of all. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no, you're not, dude. Blinded you're blind. Not only that, you have pride. to be led by someone into the city looking crazy. Yes. Right. That's a crazy thought. The very people he was leading to persecute the disciples was the very people that had to lead him. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's some deep stuff oh, right man. there, man. Whoa. You know, that's crazy. <laughs> My God. That's humbling, that, man. That's super humbling, bro. Bro. You know, that's crazy. Okay, give this some thought. Yeah. All right, think this one through. Paul's going to the synagogue, and half the people that he's killed, their family members are in the synagogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's preaching to them about the love of Christ. The love. And they're like, the love. where was that love like last time you uh, were here? Mm, well. <laughs> you know, where was that love when you were stoning Stephen? Come on now. Where was that love when you were arresting us? Where was that love when we you you shook the whole nation? Sorry, I gotta put my hands up for that. Like, where was that love at? You know, but that's what repentance is all about. Man, amen. 
Like facing he repented, it. man. Facing it, man. Facing right? it, bro. And the three days that he was in that room, I, I guarantee he was suffering, man. Well, look at what Ananias had to go through, you know? <laughs> The Lord said, you need to go. And Ananias had to face his greatest fear. You know? Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he was the I think he was coming after me to kill me, Lord. Now you want me to go to him? Oh, no, nah, man. I'm good. You know? <laughs> like, wait. You sure you got the right guy? Yeah, you got to lay hands on him. Yeah. And you got to give him his sight. No, I'm going to lay hands on him for sure. <laughs> My oh, God. Man. God, you gonna let me go lay hands on the one who persecuted me? I'm ready, Lord. Oh my God. Nah, Ananias, I need you to chill out, bro. <laughs> man, that's probably what he was thinking. I'm telling you. Who knows, man? Cause they was real back then, bro. Was- <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it is now, man. They was real, man. Man, these dudes picked up rocks, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Man. Hey man. They picked up rocks, dude. And killed you around. with it. Didn't play around, bro. Like when they were talking about David killed Goliath, man, these man. cats they 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 can do some stuff. They With can some rocks, bro. Man. man, we didn't need no guns. They have rocks, bro. <laughs> oh man, this is funny, man. man. It, but it's real stuff though, you know. Bro, what I mean? Okay, give us some thought. You're sitting there preaching and you get hit with a rock. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Oh. <clears throat> man. And you got to keep preaching. You got to keep and preaching. You keep preaching. My God, man! Let's not just think about getting about it. Let's think about keep preaching. And let's start. Let's think about preaching out of the right attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I know men of God. They don't even throw rocks at them. I'm telling. They you. just say something to them. Yeah, yeah. And they stop. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, you done. Didn't get the right look, but they stopped. You know, didn't get the right response. You stopped. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. He, oh, my God. He's off the chain right now. Like, how do you do it, man? It's hard, man. I mean, it, it just kind of reminds me in Hebrews 11, you know, um, and it talks about in verse 35, you know, it says, you know, Women received their dead raised to life and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. They didn't accept. They That means just like Christ, they had a way to get out of it, but they didn't accept it, man. Whew. You know, and that they might obtain a better what? Hey, listen, guys, you, got, you guys got to hear this, man. Dude, you're hitting on something that's so vital. Man. <laughs> they gave them a way out. And they didn't take it, bro. To receive a better resurrection. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, it's off the chain. Bro, what if this is about you staying in the Christ? Come on. And not finding a way out. Yes. What if it's about in the midst of what's going on, you do not find a way out? Yes. What what if what if once you get into the Christ, he destroys all the doors to get out? Yes. What if we had that attitude, man? What if we burned the boats, bro? Come on now. Like, what if we decided come to burn on. the boats? What come if we on. just decided no matter what happens, come hell, high water, I'm just going to stand for Christ. Regardless of what happens, you could whip me, you could stone me, you could arrest me, you can do whatever you want, man. I'm going to suffer the right way, and I'm going to make sure that Jesus gets the glory in it all and that the character of Christ manifests. Man. Like, how do you, like, how do, you do that? Man, two years ago, y'all remember when COVID came out? 
you know yeah man um i got so much persecution man i you know everybody's shutting doors and and you know I, I was praying i was fasting i'm asking god you know what do you want me to do yeah you know and i heard the lord say keep the doors open and i'm yeah. like man i'm gonna go to jail man you know I, what they gonna do you know what about my people what about if they get sick you know what it, what was oh you know? man so all these and thoughts real yeah too. all these thoughts started coming man and you know i got kids of my own you know i got family and and i heard the lord say right now the people need a place to go you know they need a refuge you know yeah. the enemy's trying to isolate us and mm. Not only did I have to face the ridicule of, of other people who didn't believe what I believed and who weren't willing to do what I was willing to do, I had to also face laws, you know, going yeah. to jail. Ugh. And it was Easter, man. It was or or Resurrection Sunday, man. And this is when actually the Lord gave me this. I really started gleaning off this scripture, man, a better resurrection, you know, because what better day to suffer? Then on Resurrection Sunday, man, the day that everyone looks forward to for Christ to deliver them, I'm the one that's suffering. But, bro, <laughs> nobody wants to suffer, though. I'm telling you, man, and the police came in, man, and threatened to arrest me, bro, and, and, and it was just crazy because the whole congregation's there, man, and I had some cats wild out. And some young cats, you know, new to Christ. Yeah. And they didn't get it. They thought it was about suffering and pride and arrogance, you know. Yeah. And it was more so, you know, just 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 being that sacrifice for others to worship God. That's what Christ was. You know, yeah. he was that sacrifice so others could worship, you know, God. And so I remember when those the 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 authorities came in, man, and and I, I had to put I heard the spirit of the Lord move me. It was right before the, the, the police came in, man. It was crazy. A lot of people don't know this story. But right before the police came in, the Holy Spirit moved me from the altar, from the pulpit to the door yeah. to stand there. And this is even right before the police came in, brother. Yeah. And I put my hands out. And right as I put my hands out, the police came in. And I said, man, arrest me. Don't arrest them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so... The reason why I say that, man, is is we gonna have one. There's gonna have to come a day where we prove, yeah, you know, we are followers, yeah. regardless what we have to go through. Yeah. But we got to make sure it's not in pride, you know. We got to make sure it's being led by the Spirit of God, you know. And that's why I believe most of, you know, when we talked about for we know that all things work to the good. You mentioned it, Romans eight twenty eight. You know, you know those who are led by the what, the Spirit, yeah, Spirit. of God. You know, they're sons. And so, I, I don't know. I just felt led to share that because it's suffering, man. It's suffering. These, these people suffered. These disciples, it makes a list of them in Hebrews 11. You know, it it talks about all these people who suffered and didn't receive the promise, man. Yeah. They didn't receive the promise because... If you go to the end, it says, God having provided some better things for us that they without us should not be made perfect. Yeah. You know, so us suffering for their suffering is going to bring perfection. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's time. You know, I, I believe that this is an important uh, discussion, uh, an important podcast, because it, it's time for the church to equip itself with the mindset yeah. having to suffer as these days continue to come on so yeah and bro i remember during covid like 
people were quarantined in my house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had people come into quarantine here. Yes. Not yeah. here, but where I was living. Okay. Like, people that had COVID, they would come to my house, mm-hmm. and they would quarantine at my house. We didn't, like, we didn't wear masks yeah, or anything. No. And people would go to my house in quarantine because they, they didn't want us to just come to my house. And my whole family, people would come with COVID, supposedly, Damn. and none of us got it. Yeah. We sat there, and, and I refused to wear a mask. Right. And and I had people and I got to watch how I say this because I'm not look, if you're part of a church and they tell you to wear the mask, that's between them and God. Yes. Right. Amen. I have to stand on my convictions. Mm-hmm. Right. So what you're going to answer to God for what you do. I have to answer for what I do. Right. And so I just didn't want to wear a mask because I teach people how to lay hands on the sick. I believe that God heals. I believe that he restores. Amen. I believe that he protects us. I believe, I believe that. I believe so if I'm believing that, why am I going to be contradicting that? Come on. You right. Can. And so for me to wear a mask so everybody feels comfortable. Right. Like, so they, they're not afraid. It's not. Look, and, and this is the thing that we need to realize. And and I got to watch how I say this. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. Hear me out. Do you guys remember when terrorism was the thing? Right. I remember when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. I knew the world was going to change forever because they said something and it, it just struck a chord with me. They said a war on terror. Mm-hmm. And I said, terror is an emotion. Yes, it is. How do you fight an emotion? How do you fight a feeling? You can't. Because if someone's putting fear into you, you're already at war. Yes. Right. And so when COVID came out, the terrorists... We're us. We were terrifying each other. Yes, come on now. Right? They put that fear, and it was no longer us against them. It was us, us against, against us. Right? <laughs> the churches, man. You caught it, huh? Bro, the you churches. Caught it. You caught it. The churches. Come on now. That's how they do come it. On. They turn us against our come on. selves. The divide churches. and conquer, man. Always man, been the enemy's plan. We bro. were fighting each other over a mask. Come on now. Come on bro, now. Bro, I know people that wear masks all day long. You don't see me Ooh, fighting with them. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on, man. Like, I'm just being real. And so, you know, and bro, so. <sighs> I know, I got us all sideways. I know, so, so. <laughs> But here's the suffer. But it's about suffering, it's about suffering bro. The yeah. whole nation suffered. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The whole nation suffered, and we didn't know how. Yes, that's right. That's right. We didn't know how to suffer, man. And go lock ourselves in, bro. We know. didn't know what to do. <laughs> we weren't trained, and you know come what? On. They, hear me come out, man. On. Come bro, on, bro. bro. Now you talking, bro? They were grooming us yes. for that moment. They're still continuing right, right? now. And bro. now some other stuff. The man, whole alphabet group's come, coming at come you now. now. <laughs> right? The whole alphabet group is coming at you now. And they done groomed Dude. you. They oh, made man. sure you could stay in your house and not come out. That's right. They told you to wear a mask and you did it. Come on. Now they're telling you, you better do this. And yeah. guess what? They yeah. groomed you. That's it. And you were afraid. Mm-mm. And so you just did as you're told. Mm-mm. And now the enemy's telling us what to do. And we don't know the difference. Yes. Because we were in the churches and we're fighting each other. And supposedly we have the truth. Supposedly we have the answer. Supposedly we have the Holy Spirit. And yet we were afraid. Mm -hmm. 
And we ain't even talking about being stoned or put in jail. We're talking about a virus that came after us. Mm-hmm. Hey, sin's a virus. Ain't nobody afraid of that. Come on now. Come on now. Right? Nobody afraid of that virus. Oh, death is a, is a man, virus. Man. The God is rose. Of, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody trying to find a cure for that. Oh, man. And we know the cure is Christ. Jesus is the cure to everything. And so during the suffering, during, during this pandemic, I wanted to worship God and Man, I couldn't even go into a church, bro. And they'd be like, you need to wear your mask. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Okay. The pandemic. So let's just say I do wear the mask. And I'm worshiping God. It says to worship him in spirit <laughs> and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Yes. Yes. Right? But I'm wearing a mask. Like, what? And, bro, I had a major issue, man, with that. And I had good friends and people that I love. And people that had certain things they had to do. But, bro, like, at some point, like, where's the suffering at? Yeah, yeah. Where's the trusting in God? Come on, man. You know? <laughs> like. Where's trusting in dude, the Lord, like, man? Okay, so here's the thing. So let's say we suffer, right? We're going to suffer anyways. Mm-hmm. You are. Come on. Like, we're going to suffer anyways. <laughs> I mean, so if you're going to suffer anyways, wouldn't it make sense to suffer for the right stuff? Yes. Yep. I mean, you're going to suffer, man. I know people that are suffering right now, and they don't even know why they're suffering. They get up in the morning, and they're like, oh, man, life sucks. Oh, man. And they're just complaining all day long. Let it suck for Jesus. Bro. Right? And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> right? Like, what's up with the attitude? What's yeah. up with, like, what's going on? You're supposed to be a child of faith, Come on, man. Now. You're supposed to be carrying truth. You're yes. supposed to be carrying this love and this joy. And, man, the God of this world has Put one on you, man. Mm-hmm. You wearing stuff that ain't even you. Yes. You walking around talking like something you ain't. You feeling like something you ain't. That's right. And we walk around, and that's why I teach identity, man. You know, and somebody had asked me a question. Um, and I'm I'm gonna address it. Here's the question right here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um Jesus is the answer. It says right here, what if you are a homosexual? Mm. <laughs> right? Oh man. I, I, and I laugh because I know where this is going to go. Yeah, touchy question, man. Right. I'm going to tell you right now. You want the truth? Right. Look, here it is right here. In the kingdom of God, God calls it for what it is. Right. And here's where we get into problems. And I've got into a lot of conversation with men of God. I've got good friends of mine that are in ministry that they may not agree with what I'm going to say. And honestly... I don't care because regardless of whether we agree or not, we have to stand on truth. Amen. Right? Come on. So my truth might not be your truth. This is why we have the word of God because the word of God is the ultimate truth, right? And so the conversation that we had about homosexuality, right? And this is where the suffering is going to come in. If you're a homosexual, you're going to suffer right now, what I'm going to say. But suffer the right way. Don't suffer because you're not hearing what you want to hear. Don't suffer because you're not getting your way or maybe I don't. See, that's the wrong kind of suffering. Suffering is I'm going to hear it even though I don't want to hear it. Yes, come on. Now. I'm going to listen even though I don't want to listen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what God tells me to do even though I don't want to do it. That's what suffering is. Yes. Long suffering is a fruit of the spirit. Yes. If you think you're not going to suffer for what Christ has called you to do, you don't understand what the gospel is about. And if you think you're a homosexual, you are going to suffer in the kingdom of God until you lay that down. Because I talk about the morals of God. 
what's morally right and what's morally accepted. And we know that carnality and flesh and all that is not morally accepted That's in the right. kingdom of God. That's right. Because the word tells us those that live in the flesh cannot please, please God. God. That's right. So my spirit does not want what flesh wants. It doesn't. Because the Bible tells me that the flesh um, lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And they're contrary. So if you live in the flesh, you're going to live contrary to what God has called you, called you to, or called you to be. So here's my stance, right? According to my understanding of the gospel. We know that if there's something that's going on on the inside of you, like once again, you are not a feeling you're not an emotion. And, you know, I said this the other day, and I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. I'm a man. God built me a certain way. So I have desires. You have desires, right? <laughs> but just because I have desires doesn't mean I'm going to go do them. Yeah, I can't fulfill that. Right? Man. Okay, here's what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. So what if, you know, I'm married. What if I have a desire for another woman? Mm -hmm. Do I listen to it? Of course not. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's say I have a desire to go steal. Should I do it? No. Of course not. So how do I know what's morally accepted and what's morally not accepted? The word. The word of God. Yes. So now if the word of God tells me not to do it and I feel like I want to do it, I can't just justify myself and say, well, this is who I am. It's not who you are. That's the lie. Amen. Come on. Good word. That's Come the on. lie. On, Jesus. Right? That's true. The lie is, it's called the antichrist spirit, right? Yes. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus came in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesses that he did not come in the flesh is not of God. And there you know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. error. So there is a spirit of error. Yes. Now, if you're a Christian and you believe that you can't be subject to the spirit of error, that's the deception. You can't be subject to it because the scripture tells us that the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. God will not contradict his own word. Never. If he says don't do something, that's what he means. Amen. And so the problem with us as Christians is that we don't want to suffer, right? And this is a good conversation. So let's just say me, myself, I'm struggling with certain thoughts. Let's say I'm having thoughts of sleeping with another man. Mm. I have to go to the word because the Bible tells me that the carnal mind is at enmity against God. Right. It's not subject to the laws of God, neither can it be. And it says to be carnally minded is death. And it says that for a mind, a, a man, he thinks a certain way. He believes, uh, what's the scripture? It says uh, um, that a man believes a certain way, right? I don't remember the verse. Um, maybe you can help me out here. Um, anyways, I'm going to have to Google that here in a little bit. But a man thinks a certain Forever way. Forever a man thinketh he shall be. No, it's the other one. It says that we think um, the natural man would not receive the things of God. Yes. Right? The natural man would not receive the things of God. They, their foolishness under him. Yes, that's right. Foolishness. And it also says that you're given over to a reprobate mind. So now, as a Christian, you can fall under that category. You could be handed over to a reprobate mind. You could start thinking earthly. You could think as a natural man. You could think carnally. And then you will justify what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll say, God made me this way. And the conversation that I had with the brother in Christ, and look, I have nothing against homosexuality. It's the lie that I have something against. If it's causing you to walk out a lie, I'm against it. Yes. You can call it what you want. 
right? No matter what it is. Right. So I'm not attacking homosexuality. I'm attacking deception. That's it. I'm attacking the lie. Yes. I'm coming against it. I'm standing for truth, right? So now, if someone is struggling with these feelings and these emotions and you want to give into it, you have to go to the word of God. Like, should I do this? And this is how you know. And, and believe it or not, Jesus is walking out the morals of his father. Yes, he is. That's what he's doing. This is why the law was given. We forget that. Hey, the law was given to the Jewish people so they could be separated, which means you're not going to be like everybody else. So I'm going to give you these laws so you can learn to walk out who God is because this is God's heart. Jesus is God's heart manifest. So we learn to walk out the, the, the heart of God by walking in the Christ. And so there's morals, right? Because we're, we're sons. Like my son walks the morals of me, my morals. I'm always telling him, I didn't raise you that way. I didn't teach you to think like that. Mm -hmm. Who told you that? Yeah, who told I, you that? I didn't teach you that. <laughs> so I can almost guarantee you that Jesus is not teaching you how to be a homosexual. No. He's not going to teach you that. He's not because it, it contradicts everything that he says. If he says be fruitful, multiply, you can't multiply. It's crazy, right? So now, if you're struggling with homosexuality and you're hearing me, I'm not attacking you. It feels like an attack, but it's not. Okay? Everybody wants the truth until you give it to them. Yes. Right? I was the guy that would say, hey, just tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth. You just, everybody wants the truth. Look, Jesus was the truth, and what did they do to him? They killed him. Crucified. You know, I had this conversation with the atheist. Atheist said, if God is real, why didn't he show himself? He did. And you guys killed him. In the form of man. That's what he did. He did show up. You guys would do the same thing and that they did to him then. The same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because now he shows up through us. He shows up through every Christian. And we get stoned for standing on his truth. So if you're struggling with homosexuality, right? And guys, hear me out when I say this. I'm not attacking. Okay. Just know this is called the All Jesus Podcast. Yeah. You're going to get all of Jesus. Yes. All. All of it. Right? All. Right? And we don't commit 99%. Right? Because, and, and I wrote this the other day. If you're 99% committed to Christ, you're going to get the, the worst of both worlds. Yes. you got to be fully committed, man. Come on now. Fully. You can't just say, hey, you know, I'm going to serve Jesus, but this area here I'm not going to address. Right? And so we have to address these things. And so when it comes to homosexuality, you're going to suffer. Because I know, look, I got to watch how I say this. I know people that struggle with their weight. They got to stop eating. But here's the thing. <laughs> watch this. God made them that way. Oh, uh, you can change the way God But do you, do you see yeah, what I'm getting know, at? I'm, I'm Come on, let's you. be real. Let's I'm be real. You. you can change it. Let's be real. Let's just say that someone who's struggling with obesity says, God made me this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Made you what way? Yeah. Heavy? No. You fed yourself yeah. that. Yeah. Homosexuality is the same way. You fed yourself something you shouldn't have been eating. Come on. Come and on. you got so big that you think it's you. Yes. Come on. That's and good. that's not you. That's good. Right? And that's what sin is. Sin is the desire of the flesh, right? Because I had this conversation. Because if you live in the flesh, you're living in sin, period. It's pleasing flesh. 
That's what that is. That's a flesh subject. That's what it is. Right. And I had this conversation with a good friend of mine because we had the conversation with the homosexual and, and the and in in the the heavy pastor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard about that. Mm. But I had a conversation and uh, he was condemning someone. He was saying something about, you know, hey, this and I knew who this homosexual was because I was I was in the Bible studies. I was listening to the suffering. This dude was suffering, man. He was suffering, but he didn't know how to suffer. I didn't know what I know now, or I would have helped him. But really, it was like we were watching this guy self-destruct. It was like watching this train going 100 miles an hour about to derail. It was doing this. And we were just like, oh, it's coming, right? But we didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I know now. And so he was coming all the time talking about he's struggling with these feelings, these emotions, and he's struggling with homosexuality. And, and he's like, man, God made me this way and this and that. And I was born this way. And he kept saying that, that he was born this way. And now I would have told him, yeah, you're right. You were born that way. You, you were born fallen. And yeah. you're right. You were born a homosexual. I was born a crack addict. He was born a murderer. He was born a, like we were all born in sin. So, yes, you were born that way. But you could be born again. Amen. Right. And so he was struggling with these feelings and these emotions. And, you know, they brought him up to the front of the church. They all laid hands on him, but they didn't tell him what I would have told him. Now I would have told him this. I would have told him, hey, when you give your life to Jesus and you have these thoughts, that's the carnal mind that's enmity against God. Mm -hmm. That's the flesh telling you it wants to do that. And you know what? You can you can renew your mind. Amen. You can get it not to think like that. You can get it to think the right way. The problem is we don't address the way a Christian thinks. We say it's a spirit, a devil, and a demon, and we never train them to renew their mind. And so they think they're fighting spirits all night long when really they're just fighting the flesh that say, hey, you should go do this and this, and we should teach, hey, cast down every imagination. and And so this guy was in his room having spiritual warfare for a whole six months, screaming and yelling at the top of his lung, leave me alone, this and that, yada, yada, yay. And he just felt like he was overpowered. They did deliverance on him. They were doing all this stuff to him. They brought him up to the altar. They were praying for him. They were doing everything in their power, man. And they they did deliverance on him. And he was worshiping God. He was free, yada, yada, yay. And a month later, man, he fell off. Come on, man. Right? And... The thing that really hurt my heart the most out of that whole situation is in the midst of his suffering, we didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't trained to deal with that. I was trained that everything's a spirit. Like, wait a minute. How, can we teach him how to suffer? He's suffering by himself. He doesn't know what to do. He's falling apart. No one's teaching him to get into the Christ. No one's teaching him that he has a comforter. No, Like we're telling him, but no one's showing him what that looks like. And so he ended up falling off, man. And I was in this Bible study, and everybody in that room was condemning the guy. Like, oh, he he gonna go to hell. He did this, he did all oh, he and I'm just sitting there, man. And I almost jumped on board, bro. I almost did, right? But then something struck me, man. Because one of the guys that was there, he was a little heavy. And he was talking about, oh man, he knows better, this and that. Like just Coming out of this self-righteousness, and I get it. I've been there, bro, so I get it. I've have. done it. Come on. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, you know, Pius Pete, Pius Pete, you know, he he over here, he, he never did. I was, man, I was in that group. I was the guy holding stones, Come on, right? Man. So in the midst of all that, I got, a little, I got a little upset because one of the guys was heavy, talking about he going to go to hell, he going to do this, he going to do that, you know, and, and I told him, I said, look, What's the difference between him making out with a guy 
and you making out with a cheeseburger. Come on. What's the difference between him at the nightclub, yeah, both, please, at a gay play. club, Come on. and you over here at the buffet line two, three times? Come on. What's the difference between this guy walking around all gay and you over here talking about so-and-so's pie that you just ate? Mm. Right? Because, look, living in the flesh is the same. And the last time I checked, gluttony is a sin too. Flesh and blood cannot inherit. So if the gay guy is going, the fat guy is going. Mm. <laughs> 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 because they're struggling, man. Yeah. Is. They're suffering. Look, dude, I was almost 300 pounds. I suffered, man, to lose that weight. Yeah. I struggled, man. It was hard for me. So I can imagine living in the flesh, trying to lose some weight, and then you got a guy who believes he's really homosexual. Like, that's a struggle, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm looking at pizza, bro. Like, so this dude over here, like, it's the desire of the flesh. That proves that that's not you. It proves it. It proves that that's the flesh that wants what it wants. Yes. And regardless whether it's another man, regardless whether it's pizza, regardless if it's money, regardless if it's this or that, or it's all the same, right? And so the suffering is, hey, don't listen to that. Don't listen. Go run a mile. Don't eat that. Go on a fast. Hey. Don't look at guys if you're struggling with homosexuality and you're a guy. If you're a girl, hey, don't, don't feed into that. Like, try to get away from it for a day, mm -hmm. little by little. But we don't teach people that because we say everything's a spirit, and if we could just lay hands on them, it's gone. No. But where's the training at? Run from anything that stimulates you. How do we train in that? <laughs> you run from it. Right? <laughs> Jeez. Run! Run! That's what he said. <laughs> oh, for real, man. For real. You and, and I'm hoping that, you know, when I say this, that I'm not, like, hurting somebody's feelings. But the reality is, God wants the best for you, man. God wants the best for you. And realistically, man, if we're going to be walking around with the Christ, we got to be who he says we are. Yes. Not who we say we are. Amen. See the difference? I can't say what I am. He says what I am. He says. He gives me his name. He gives me a new name. And so if I was a sinner before I came in, then I can't, I can't, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me word this the right way. I can't get my identity from sin. I have to get my identity from him. Yes. So when I come to Christ, I'm not saying that I can't commit sin. I'm just saying that I don't identify with it. I consider myself dead to that. So anything that has to do with the old man, the flesh and carnality, I got to be dead to it. And so how much more, you know, everything else that we're struggling with? And I think that's where the suffering comes in. I don't know. What do you think about that, bro? Yeah. I mean, like you just said, man, I can't identify with the with the person I used to be. Yeah. I can't be the, a better version of an old man. You know, I got to be the best version of Christ that I can be. You know, and, and many of us, that's where we struggle. That's where the, the greatest suffering is, is we're trying to be a better person or we're trying to, what's it say? Be not conformed, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of the mind. You know, we're, we're trying to conform into something new rather than allow the word of God to transform our minds. You know, get us to think as Christ thought. So, I mean, that's really all I have to say. You you covered it, bro. I mean, and you really touched me. 
as you were speaking because I am the cheeseburger guy. <laughs> I'm the cheeseburger pastor. You know, I, God has blessed me. I grew up eating, you know, government cheese and peanut butter, you know, and, yeah. and the Lord has blessed me, you know. Um, but it's no different, you know. When you're living to please your flesh, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's, you know, eating cheeseburgers, whatever it is, you know, you're not living to please God. You know, yeah. it's like marriage, you know, marriage. If you're living to please flesh, it's not living to please God. Wow. You know, uh, he said, be fruitful and multiply, you know. So yeah. so it's more about, you know, allowing the relationship to bring the fruitfulness of Christ, not the happiness of your flesh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's it just it touched on many things for me, what you were speaking on, because as a pastor, as someone who leads a church and 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 has to be around, you know, uh, that's, that's a tough question. And I've never really been able to answer it in the right way. So I thank you for whoever it is that asked that question, because what you said and how you overcame that question is bringing light to me on how I'm to deal with it. It's not long ago that I was confronted with this question and I chose to not answer, you know, because sometimes not answering is the best answer. Yeah. You know, and it suffers because I always want to help someone. I always want to give somebody an answer, you know, but what if my answer wasn't the right one? Yeah. So I'm just thankful right now that I chose to not say anything because now I have the right thing to say. Wow. And, and so I just want to say thank you for that, man, because that's yeah. that's a hard. Everybody has to deal with that, man. Yeah. Every yeah. church, every pastor. Every well, person. I have a niece who um, she identifies as a lesbian Mm -hmm. she's my niece yeah and she's come to visit me and i tell her i will never address you as that yes you can call yourself whatever you want yes you can call yourself anything you want Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna call you who you really are yes now if she gets offended right and she says i don't want you calling me that anymore right i want you to to call me as this then i'll be you could you could want whatever you want you're entitled to that, mm-hmm. just like I'm entitled to reject everything you just said. Yes. So yeah. in the same way that you want something. I'm not accepting it. I'm not going to accept it. Because remember, the attack is not that It's not that I'm calling you a liar. Mm-mm. It's that the enemy wants me to call God a liar. He wants me to accept your lie as truth. And, and I lie. can't call God a liar. Amen. If God said you're a female, that's what you are. Yes. If I call you a male, I am now calling God a liar. So it's not even about you. Yes. Don't make it about you. Come on. It's about him. That's a good perspective. And if he says that's what you are, then I have to say what he says. Jesus said, I only say what the father says. Yes. I only do what the father does. So if he created you, and this is the conversation that I had with my niece. I said, when you die, let's just be honest. Let's just say that I'm not there and you're not there. Let's just be honest. When you die, and 100 years from now, they dig your bones up, and they do a DNA test, what are they going to say? They're going to say you as a female. Yeah, so guess what? At the end of the day, you can call yourself whatever you want, but the bones will speak. Come on, Jesus. The bones will speak. Yes, come hey, on. Hey, can these bones have life? Yes, they Man, do. I say that all the time. Can these bones have life? What does your bones say about yes. that? Yes. I'm not asking you what your mind is saying about Man. that. I'm not asking you. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, 
He says that, hey, you can, can these it. bones have you life? Said it. You just said it. Right? Oh, I'm sorry, man. I just You just touched on it. Come on, man. Man, it's like in Acts chapter 14, you know, and he, he was talking, Paul was saying, confirming the souls of the disciples. Come you on. You know, confirming the word. The word of God is what? It's alive and active. It's quick and powerful. It's sharper than any double. It's able to pierce through the soul. And the and, marrow. And, come on. The soul and spirit, the bone and the marrow, even the thoughts and the intents of the heart, man. And so, you know, Paul's sitting there saying, confirming the souls. Yep. He ain't even talking about spirit. He ain't talking about, look, these things are to confirm the souls. Um of the disciples exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation mm. enter the kingdom of God, man. Woo. man. <laughs> it ain't even about your flesh. It ain't about your, it's about your soul, man. man. You know, we got to get to the issues of the what? Soul. The soul. We can fight about, Homosexuality, we can fight about this. That's we all got, flesh, right? Come on, man. That's all nothing anyway. That ain't even the fight. And the enemy oh. wants us to fight about those things that and miss fight. what it's really about, man. It's the good fight of faith. And the good fight of uh. faith is on the soul, man. The soul issues, man. Hey, the Bro, first I'm fight, sorry, the, the, <laughs> the first fight was COVID. You, you just got me all hey, stirred up the with that one, bro. The first fight was COVID. That fight's over. Yeah. Now it's this fight. Yeah, I'm telling you. Right. And and you know what's crazy? As long man. as you're fighting carnal stuff, man. you can never really see the, the forest, and man. Is it wrong to say I identify as Christ? No. Nah. Come on now. Come on, bro. Why are we afraid? Did, did you why, see, why are we afraid? Did you see the shirt that I made? No, I didn't. Oh, my god. But what I'm saying, is it afraid? Why are we so afraid to say that? You, I identify with 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 pain i identify with with this i identify mm. with but i don't I, de I identify as christ you know yeah come on it's just it's just my damn that's that's our life should be hidden in him Isn't hey, that what the bro we like? should get a shirt that says jesus gendered come on i'm i'm, I'm down I'm you down. know what i'm saying I, I actually made a shirt and i haven't printed it yet but here's what it says it says um uh heterosexual pride come on because everything else is just gay yes <laughs> Got jokes. Like, That's what it says. But it's true, right? And I couldn't even print the shirt because nah, my my wife got scared. I'm like, oh, you don't want to wear that? I'm like, what? Do you, what? Why not? Like, why not? I I like everybody else is wearing things that they're all pride about. Can, can I get a three X? They're super proud. Can I get a three X? Yeah, <sighs> bro. I would love to talk about that. You know what's crazy? The flood came because of pride. Come on, man. Come on, bro. It's you know coming. that, right? It's coming. Come on, man. It's coming, man. Genesis chapter six, man. Uh oh. Come on. Pride comes before a flood, <laughs> man. Oh, the man. rainbow Come is to shut. Come on. Jesus. That's not pride, dude. That's flesh. Yes. Come yes. on, man. It's tough, That's man. a whole nother conversation. Yeah, we can be here. Man, I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's just like, come we on. We're going to suffer for that one, bro. We're going to suffer. <laughs> but, I mean, bro, like, it's like if you're a Christian, you can't really say what's on your heart. And it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why can't we speak what's on our heart? Why can't we say what we think about things? Why can't we have an opinion about how the kingdom, like, we're called ambassadors, man. Truth is the only sin today, bro. That's why. <laughs> how can you be an ambassador if you can't even talk about your kingdom? Come on, man. I can't even talk about my king. Like, that's what an ambassador does. Ambassador shows up and tells you, hey, well, my king says, mm -hmm. in my kingdom, and this is how we do things. 
But I ain't trying to invade your kingdom. Like, if you want to live in the kingdom of darkness, have at it. If you want to live in sin, have at it. If you want to lose your life, have at it. Ain't going to get in the way of that. I don't, you ain't see me out there stopping you from doing what you got to do. I, I ain't like standing in front of the car like, hey, man, you ain't, you ain't going to go out tonight. You ain't going to go clubbing. Oh, man, you go. Like, you don't see me. But, but man, as soon as you're a Christian, they pick at you like. I'm telling you. You ain't got, like, what? Like, you're going to stop me from just serving God? Like, I just want to rep Christ, bro. <sighs> <laughs> I just want to rap. What's up, man? <sighs> no, I feel you. It's tough, man. It's tough. We gonna suffer, y'all. I mean, if, they, if they, he said these times is gonna come, man. Hey, they've suffered for an hour and fifty five minutes, man. As as in the day of <laughs> Noah, it shall be when the Son of Man returns, man. My God. So you know, we in those days. Okay, so then the key is like, you know, the podcast we're talking about suffering. So we were talking about suffering for our sake. Versus suffering for Christ's sake. So one thing we need to focus on is we need to suffer who the Christ is in us, which means that we suffer to make sure that the Christ is manifesting, which means that you don't say what you want to say and you're going to suffer because you're going to be quiet. <laughs> you don't get into arguments that you shouldn't be getting into and you're going to suffer. Everything that you're going to suffer in right there is because you know to do the right thing. And in that suffering, the Bible says that Jesus learned obedience through suffering. Hebrews 5a, yep. Right? Which means he learned who he was, not who he wasn't. Yes. So you need to learn who you are, not who you're not. And if you're not suffering through it, it's pretty much it's not who you are. <laughs> Can I read the scripture? Yeah, go ahead, man. It says, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Uh, Man, that's deep, bro. Obey. Man, obey. Woo. Nobody likes that. <laughs> hey, cook. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and, not, Lord and not do uh, the things I tell you? Man, <sighs> deep. Deep, because bro. I don't agree with you, Jesus. That's it, because I don't want to go through uh, what you went through, Jesus. I want to be like you, but I don't want to go through the things that you went through to become who you are. I want to go through the things I want to go through to become the image of you I've made for myself. Uh, Man, I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> I want to walk in power, but I don't want to get trained. Come on now. I want to walk in prophecy, but I don't want to go through the hardship. Man. I want to build a church, but I don't want to follow my face. Man. I want to preach the gospel, but I don't want to get laughed Come at. Come on, Jesus. I want to make a video, but I don't want to be attacked. That's it. Come on now. <laughs> you talking. Uh, you talking, man. I don't. Uh, yeah, this is. This is something, man, I could talk on this oh, topic forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is an eternal topic here, y'all. This is eternal because this is what brings eternal salvation, and, not temporary. And this is like when you get married, right? Like, and, and, and this is the struggle in the marriage, right? Like, some women will say, oh, I'm going to submit. And the husband will say, well, I ain't going to lead. Mm -hmm. you no, know? and it's like, <laughs> what's going on? You guys going in circles. Yeah. One ain't leading. Uh-huh. And one's not listening to the chaos. Yes. And so you're doing this. One's doing their own thing. It's like, you're going to suffer, man. That's it. You got to iron it out. Well, it's like he said, a man shall leave his what? Father and mother and what? Cleave. Cleave. You know? And I think about I think about that chicken fried steak. I love food. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know that, that chicken fried steak. You know, when they take the two chickens, 
You know what I mean? They take two pieces of chicken, right? And they smash them together and they make them what? One. Do you know when you're suffering in your marriage, it's like you said, it's about bringing two pieces of flesh together and making them what? One. You know? I want two piece. (laughs) I want two piece. I just love it, man. It's fun when you when you when you in the will of God and you know you, you you're willing, you know, it, it brings excitement, man, when you're suffering for the Lord. Yeah. It doesn't bring sorrow, you know. That you gotta understand like think about what happened to the disciples, man. Yeah. They suffered and they what? It says they stood up, they jumped, they leaped with what? Joy. Joy, man. <laughs> they leaped. With joy, man. Can you, on. can you imagine they had stones? Man, and dude good. stood up like, I want one. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> Teeth all knocked out. <laughs> you know, oh my goodness. Oh man. man. They didn't and you said that. It, the scripture said they didn't they didn't take the way out. No, no, it's there, bro. Maybe the way out man. is through Christ. Yes. Maybe it's not the way out. Maybe it's the way in. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. the soul, man. It shows you. It's your faith on trial. Man. It's not your flesh on trial. It's your beliefs. Wow. Because we're empowered by our what? Our beliefs, bro. When no. your flesh is weary, when you've been suffering and you've been suffering and you ain't got no more strength to continue to go, what drives you? What beliefs, man? The enemy's trying to change what you believe, but so is God, man. Yeah. So the storm isn't the enemy most of the time. That storm is Jesus. That storm is God, man. Yeah. You know, and it's it's the Lord allowing he, he's allowed this situation to happen because he knows your thoughts even from what? Yeah. Afar, man. So he's trying to change what he knew you was gonna believe. But you know what's crazy is I, I when I when I hear that, I envision God right, right when you're in the middle of that storm. Like I like I hear God saying, "It took me two years to put you in that." Yeah, and you dropped the ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ye of what? Little faith. Little faith. So, oh, man. so let's create another storm. Come on, let's do and it. And let's create another it's storm. It's gonna happen until you and get let's it right. Create another storm until you get it right. Because the foundation has to be tested. Come on, man. Right. What boat did you get in? Ugh. There was two boats on that. On that, it, it, the, the Bible says, "I, I'm not. I can't pick it out exactly where it is right now." But it says, when Jesus told them to go over to the other side, it says there was two boats. Did you get in the fellowship or did you get in the discipleship? Which one? <laughs> I got into the battleship. That's it. Amen. Yeah. But what boat, man? Any yeah. any other boat besides the one that he put you in is the wrong one. You know, yeah. some of you got to get out the boat. Some of you got to, you know, learn to not cry out when it gets a little bit. Jesus is sleeping with you. Some of you is just swimming. <laughs> yeah, that's Some it. Some of you guys just start swimming. That's it. You got to do something, man. You got to do something. I, I ministered last night on the two women, like the woman, Jairus. You know how his daughter was dying, 12 yeah. years old, and yeah. the woman was bleeding mm-hmm. to, for 12 years. Yeah. You know, and I ministered on that last, on, on, on Wednesday, man. And it was powerful because, you know, which 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 person was worse? You yeah. know, which one was worse? You know, and, and we know the story. The woman reached out and, you know, she exhausted all her supply. She she had no other way but to come to Jesus. She came to her mind. She said, if I could just touch the what? Him and yeah. his garment, you know. Yeah. But, you know, the Lord, as I was kind of ministering, as I was, you know, meditating on it, you know, that 12-year-old kid, man, that, that, that Jesus went and, and raised up, you know, she net she lost the power to reach out, man. 
Yeah. You know, she lost the power to reach out, you know, to reach and and to to touch. You know, we're always looking for God to come in the midst of our storm. Yeah. But God's waiting for us, man, to step out of our storm and see yeah. what this is really about, you know? And that's that's suffering. Yeah. <laughs> so basically those two girls is one had the strength and one had lost its strength. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And they were both dead. Yes. Right. Yes. That's crazy. I'm telling you, it's just I I I, I don't have the time yeah. to go over it. But man, it was it was just the 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 turn, the way that the Lord, the Holy Spirit had me minister last night. It, it just brought so much light. There was so much to that story, man. Yeah. And we always think about the the the, the woman that's touching, you know, or or we. There's just so much to it, and who Jairus was, you know, it suffered Jairus to what. To, to bow down before Jesus as a leader of the synagogue? Come on, he had yeah. to put his pride down. He had to put his notoriety. He had to put his notoriety down. He had to put everything. He built his reputation. Wow. He yeah. had, it suffered him, man. He couldn't care what Come, anybody thought. Man, not at that moment, bro. Uh -uh. And then he had to face it again because when... You know, all them people, all his friends, all, all his, you know, everyone around him, his followings, you know, when he bowed down before Jesus and asked Jesus to come, you know, yeah. then when they got there and the and the girl had died and he heard the news, you know, he had to face their ridicule. He had to face their mocking. Yeah. They started laughing. They wasn't even Bro. thinking anymore, man. They wasn't even <laughs> thinking about the girl being dead. It just showed, man, he was suffering for real. He had a for twice <laughs> could you imagine like you really suffering you got people laughing man because you believe who jesus man, is for you come on now like you know he can resurrect man. that thing in your life mocking like bro. you know he could raise that marriage yeah you know he could raise that strength yes. you know yes. he could raise those finances come in your on. life you know he could raise that ministry and everybody Woo. laughing and mocking because that thing's dead mm -hmm. right and it's just laying there right and the, and he watched his child get sicker and sicker and it just got weaker and weaker and he got to the point where the, the strength of that child had robbed like her death robbed the strength out of everybody yes think about that man <laughs> the strength was gone man Ooh, jesus power was shown man jesus man. showed up man and reminded them that hey man i could i could breathe life into that yeah i can bring dead things to life right amen right i could breathe i could breathe life into that and what's crazy is that the same with the woman who was bleeding. She had no strength left. Yeah, she didn't. She was done. She exhausted. Uh, she did it her own way all these years, man. And finally geez. was like, there's nothing else I can do. Let me just get to Jesus, man. Let me just get to what this is really about, man. And he didn't even heal her. He, and he looked around. What did he say? Who he touched said, me? Man, who touched me? Oh, man, Jesus, what the hell you did? Who touched you, man? All these people. All these people. Bro. He didn't say he didn't feel him touch. What he said is what? Man, she stole my virtue. She took some virtue. She, she took my she, being. She stole from me. Yeah, yeah look at it. <laughs> she, she took from took me. took a part of me uh, when she when she touched my righteousness. Yeah. When she touched my garment, man, she took a part of me. I yeah. became man. And when Jesus, you you when you touch Jesus and allow who he is, yeah, you know, to, to take hold of you. Man, you're going to be made whole, bro. It bro, don't matter what suffering you're going through. It was crazy is the little uh, tassels, they're mm -hmm. called wings. Yeah. Right? And there's a verse that says that there's healings in his wings. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And she said, if I could just touch his garment, yes. it's, it's, it's wings, yes. right? Which is interesting. And she risked making him unclean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had to go against the law. Like, she yeah. risked that. Yeah. She risked death. Yes. Right? Come like, on. Come, come on. on. She yeah. risked death. I touched on this last night, bro. The <laughs> minute she touched him, like, she, oh, she made a choice, man. Man. And they could have stoned her for that. Man. They could have killed her she for that. She was already dead, though. That's the point. She already knew. She had nothing else to That's lose. That's it, man. Right? She had nothing else to lose. And so, hey, if this is you tonight, guys, and you feel like you don't have any more strength, Come maybe on. you ran out of power. Yes. Maybe you feel like you've suffered a long time. Maybe maybe you're that person that, that, that's been dragging themselves to the Christ every day. Maybe you've been dragging yourself to church. Maybe you've been dragging yourself to those Bible studies. Maybe you, you, you feel like there's no life in you. That's what the blood represents. Her bleeding means that life was leaking out of her for 12 years. No life in her, right? So if you feel like you have no life left, or maybe you feel like you're, you're dead. Maybe you feel like you've lost it all. Maybe you feel like there's no more Jesus for you. Maybe you feel like, you know, you, you called it quits. Maybe you've quit on that marriage. Maybe you've quit on your friends. Maybe you've quit on that dream. Maybe you quit on that promise. Maybe you quit on, on what God has given you. Maybe you had a baby, a child or something. Maybe you lost a child. Maybe you lost something. And this is where we humble out, right? We humble out. We humble out and we say, you know what, Lord? I may have lost it, but I know that you could raise it. Because even Abraham said that he believed God, that he would raise, raise him, him yes. from the ashes. Come on now. Maybe you've been rolling around in the ashes. Maybe everything around you has been on fire. Maybe you feel like everything's just destroyed. You know, maybe it's that time right now that you just got real with God and you just, you just, you laid flat before your God. Maybe tonight when there's no one around, maybe, you know, you go into your room and you turn off the light and you say, Lord, you know, this has been dead for a long time. And everybody's been laughing and everybody's been mocking and, and they don't believe. And maybe I don't believe. But tonight I'm going to believe. Amen. Tonight I'm going to reach out to you and I'm going to take what's mine. I'm going to take what's mine. Right. And, and what it is, is everything that pertains to life and godliness. So if you're a Christian and you feel like you've been robbed of some stuff, you can reach out tonight. You can just reach out. Reach out in the spirit, man. Reach out with your voice. Cry out. Remember, God wants to hear from you. Mm -hmm. He loves to hear you. Yes. He wants you to talk to him more than anything. And so if that's you tonight, and even maybe you're sick, maybe you're dealing with, with disease and sickness. You know, I have a good friend of mine right now who's battling cancer right now. And just not very long ago, stage four cancer was instantly healed. And so we have these battles all the time. And so tonight, if you feel like you need prayer for that, we're going to pray for you. And uh, I'm going to pray, and then Pastor Will, if you have anything to say after that, um, we're going to go ahead and close because it's been two hours. But uh, um, I'm going to load these up to you, too. I'm going to cut them up so you guys can have them. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing, Lord God. I thank you for your peace and your joy. Father, you, you govern our hearts. You govern who we are. And we just thank you for that. Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. For who you are you said that if we ask for help that you would help helper we need help like never before yes help us to to, yes. to revive help us to wake up yes Lord. help us to be strengthened help us to be empowered help us we need your hand right now to resurrect some things in our lives right now and through the struggle 
Help us to suffer for your sake so that Christ can be made manifest. See, a woman who's pregnant can suffer because she knows why she's suffering. Yes. And when you know why you're suffering, you can give birth to that thing. Yes, come on. And it's the Christ yes, Lord. in you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for full restoration and healing for the marriages and the broken hearts and the feelings and struggles that they're dealing with, Lord God. Heal those right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Yeah, bro. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good, man. It's good. I really enjoyed it. Um, as you was, right before we was... Uh, begin to pray you know you touched on something and i just feel like this this scripture you know god sent his word for it to heal you yeah. know he sent us jesus and jesus was the word that became flesh but yet you know has thou not known has thou not heard that the everlasting god the lord the creator of the ends of the earth fainteth not neither is weary can i tell you that's not that's not god in you getting weary that's not God in you getting faint. That's right. You know, but it says there is no searching of his understanding. A lot of us are getting faint. A lot of us are getting weak. A lot of us are, are, are losing hope because we're trying to understand. But my Bible don't say understand. My Bible says trust in the Lord. Come on. You know, and, and I'm going to tell you why a lot of us right now are struggling. We're getting, we're getting weak because we're trying to understand. There's nowhere in the Bible that it says to, 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 to walk forth in understanding. But when we trust him and we continue, he'll bring the understanding. He said, he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Just confess to God the truth. God, I'm, I'm weak. God, I need power. You know, he'll give it. He said, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord Come on. shall renew their strength. Just make a commitment to God right now, God. Lord, show me if I'm serving me, or if I'm waiting on me. Lord, reveal that to me so that I can choose Come to on. wait on you from this day forward, mm -hmm. man. And so I just really felt led to share that in the spirit because the promise that comes from this says he will renew your strength. He will raise you up like wings on wings as eagles. You shall run and not grow where he wants to help you run again. You know, and even if you don't feel like you can run and you walking, man, you ain't going to faint. He going to keep you going. And so that's really what we need. God, just help us to keep right. going. Help us to finish what you started, God. So I just yeah. thank you for your time tonight, y'all. Thanks for inviting yeah, me here, bro. Pete, man. Yeah. Man. Got to do this more often. Yep, yep. And remember this, guys. Um, Just hold on to God's promises. Yes. Look, I tell everybody this. Hold on to his promises and don't let go. Yes. And they will drag you mm. into victory. Come on. His promises Jesus. will drag you. Jesus. Just don't let go. Don't let go. Hold don't on, let go. Jesus. Just hold on. I don't care if you're getting dragged. You get dragged all them years, but don't let go. Come on. One Sometimes hand. I get dragged everywhere, man. man. Like, oh, I'm just getting dragged. Come on, I'm man. just not letting go. I got bumps. I got scrapes. <laughs> I got hurts. I got, oh, my gosh, man. My my clothes are shredded. I'm getting dragged. I'm getting dragged. But Jesus. guess what, man? He's Jesus. dragging me in the victory because that's now. where I'm at. And Come this needs now. to recognize Right. Yes, Lord. And that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. <laughs>
Sweet oh, Jesus. Man. man, we went two hours, but that's okay. I'm going to chop these up. I'm going to load them up. Uh, we're going to call this uh, suffering. Not suffering for our sake, but suffering for Christ's sake. And guys, I love you guys in the name of Jesus. Guys, if this has blessed you in any ways, I have this thing right up here. Right, right at the top, right there. I call it the precious seed. If you want to sow into what I'm doing, if you want to partner with me, whether you do or whether you don't, I'm still going to be faithful. God is going to handle what he needs to handle in my life. And if you want to sow, if you've been blessed in any way, this is your opportunity to partner with me. And even if you don't, this is on my podcast, so I will be giving this away for free anyways, right? So I'm giving you an opportunity to be able to bless what it is we're doing so we could expand. Now, whether you do or you don't, you're going to receive a blessing either way, right? So here's the thing. Go to my podcast, All Jesus Podcast. I'm on every platform, and we're going to load this up. And we got the master class on there. It's 12 episodes that you can listen to totally free. And I load these up. These will be on YouTube, and they'll also be on the podcast, man. So this is Pastor Will. What's your last name again? I can't pronounce your last name. Del Gordio. Del <laughs> <laughs> go to yo. It's all right. They all butcher it up. I'll suffer. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. So, guys, if you guys enjoyed this, if you guys want to give us a topic, yeah. we can go all in. Mm, come on. Give man. me a topic, man. On, we'll go man. all in. Now like we we'll take the gloves off. Come on, let's do and it. And we'll go all in. I'm ready to come back. Right. I'll go all in. <laughs> Just let me know what topic you want me to hit on, and we can go on it and we can talk about it. Right. Mm. So, guys, in the name of Jesus. Oh! In your face section with Pete Cabrera Jr. Oh, Jesus, baby. Yeah. Hey, guys, thank you for joining us tonight. It's been a blessing. Guys, in the name of Jesus, we want to bless you. We want to bless you. We want to bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for your word. Do not allow the enemy to rob them of anything that you want them to have. Father, I thank you. Anoint their minds. Anoint their tongues. Anoint their eyes, Lord God. Let them walk in a way that will bring so much glory to your kingdom, Father. I thank you for them. Do not allow the enemy to take any of them out of your hand, Lord God. Protect them. Guide them in the precious name of Jesus. This is the All Jesus Podcast. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed.